All right, Jack fans, and welcome back to the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. You're here with Alex and Jacqueline. I'm in Nacogdoches, and Jacqueline's on my phone up there in big old T-Town, Tyler. I'm here. She's here. Um, yeah, today was a uh, off day for me, so I had a three-day weekend, but Jacqueline still had to, uh, of course, go to work, and so hence why we're having to record via cell phone today but it's all right because we are here we're going to give you the lowdown on the most recent game versus incarnate word and this is the home for the only post-game podcast about lumberjack basketball so we got it all only one only one only one all right so um we could go over a little bit of the non-basketball stuff. Like I said, today was a three-day weekend for me. Uh, didn't really do much except for basketball on Saturday. That was really the only main thing I did this weekend. Um, thank you for uh, MLK Day today for giving me a little bit of a respite but and having a shortened work week. But uh yeah, yeah. It's nice to have a break right after the first full week. It really was. I mean, it is kind of like a tease because we get back to school and then like immediately have a three-day weekend and then we get back into it and then don't have a break until spring break. So, <sighs> but I, I shall survive. The countdown to spring break is on. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do? Um, what'd you do uh, Sunday and uh, today? Um, yeah, so we didn't get to record yesterday because I had to get up and leave earlier than normal to get back here. One of my friends was having um, a wedding shower. I had to come back and do that because, you know, all of our friends now are grown up and right. get married and have kids and do all that stuff. Yeah, um, the things that, I'll do all the things that we aren't doing, like getting married and have having children. Yeah, <laughs> but after that, I got to go out uh, with some friends and have some drinks and do the things that I like to do. Um, well, that's always good. And then I'll work today, but um, easy little early day since I'll have the office without. Um, well, that's good. So, yeah. Good. And watch my first ever episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> um. <laughs> sure, you enjoyed the hell out of that. Which was uh, kind of like a train wreck. Like, and know, that's why. I know, and that's like you don't you don't even really want to watch it, but you're like I just have to see what happens next. It's like, a bad it's a bad wreck. It 100 percent is. I mean, it's you can't look away. Um, I never watched it until last season because I just got sucked in via Twitter because people were just just going on and on and on about it, and so because I had never watched it in all the 20 plus seasons of it, I was like, no, this is not for me. I think it's stupid. Um, but then last season, it's something I don't know. Like I just I turned it on one night towards like halfway through the end of the season. And I just kind of like, for, I fell in love with like Hannah Brown and like Alabama Hannah and her little Southern drawl and all that stuff and all the drama. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm one of those girls now that watches The Bachelor. But I don't watch it the night yeah. of. I watch it on Hulu the next day because I don't have time for that. So, <laughs> so it was like uh, Champagne Gate. And then it was, I mean, I really was laughing because just, I'm it's like it's like watching reality television. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, you know what I mean? Like not reality television. It is reality television, but like watching like a like Vanderpump. You know? Yeah, it's so much fun. I mean, one of one of the girls pronounced fiasco fiasco. Oh my god! 
and then one of the girls said lingerie lingerie. <laughs> I was like, what is she talking about? I don't know what that is. Maybe she's on that wacky tobacco. So. <laughs> Um, I was like, I don't know if they know how to speak English, but... Um, probably one of them, probably one of them northern liberal schools. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, say Yeah. It was fun. Well, that's good. Um, but obviously with it being Monday night and it being um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I was since I was off today, I was able to easily go over to uh, the coaches show. So I'll uh, kind of quickly recap that for you guys. Um, the coaches show tonight, of course, every Monday night at seven o'clock is at Bottle Cap Alley in Nacogdoches, where uh, Rob Myers invites the coaches of that season, you know, um, to come and talk about the games and talk about, you know, the, the athletes and what's what's going on, and what's coming up and et cetera. So right now, obviously, it's basketball season. So you got Coach Kellogg and Coach Keller coming to the games and usually they bring um, an athlete with them. So tonight. It was Coach Keller and Cameron Johnson, and then uh, Kellogg and uh, Ayala. Is it Ayala? No, it's uh, Aliyah. Ali. I can't. I can't pronounce. It's one of the Johns. Yeah, it's one of the Johnson sisters. Like I always pronounce it wrong, and I, I shouldn't because Ayana. I Ayana. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they were both there tonight and it was just, it was just really nice. Cause uh, Cam walked around and gave everybody was shaking, hu- shaking hugs, was shaking hands. And I got up and gave yeah. a hug. And um, of course, Keller made his rounds as well. And um, it, Cam was cracking me up because during his interview with Rob, um, he was saying, they're asking him like what his nickname was on the team and Keller was like, well, it's really like a self-proclaimed nickname that he called himself this. He calls himself the board man. And like, at first I was like the board man, the board man. And then like, it makes sense. Like, you know, boards, he gets the offense, you know, the defensive rebound, the, the offensive boards, the board man. It was just funny. Yeah, It was good. Um, and so anyway, uh, he was just talking about how he loves being, you know, at SFA and that, you know, him going to TJC up in Tyler was just really like a great experience for him because it got him to kind of appreciate East Texas and he wanted to stay in this area. And so he's just so appreciative and so thankful for the opportunity to play at SFA and play for Keller. And, um, you know, he was talking about, you know, post-game stuff or not post-game, but pre-game stuff, like how you know, kind of like the day of a basketball, SFA basketball player, you know, waking up and meal and, you know, shoot around. And then, of course, they come um, come in and do some spoken, not spoken word. What is this poetry? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Vince will come in and do some uh, lecturing um, about God and about, you know, different about, you know, different scripture and things like that. So, um and he, and he was really excited that he was able to um, play in Arkansas twice now already. And so his family could come and see him play. He said that there was 80 people at the UCA game. Like for him? Yeah, for him. 80 people. That's 80, 80 awesome. people. Eight zero. I was like, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But anyway. Like half their crowd. I know. Nuts. <laughs> I wasn't, I thought, I knew there was going to be a large crowd from him, like for him. You know, but I didn't was not expecting 80. So anyway, that was just really cool to hear. But anyway, um, and that was really it. And but the only other like thing that really kind of stuck out to me was when Keller was talking about the end of the UCA game when 
Kevon was up, obviously, shooting the free throws. And um, I guess Coach had asked Kevon, I need you to make one of them and then miss the other. And Kevon was like, that's cool, Coach, because I haven't been making them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So he asked him to miss the second one on purpose, which I thought, I figured that was what the case was, was to miss the second one on purpose. And it was just funny because, again, Kevon was saying, like, that'll be fine because I haven't been making them anyway, so I'll be able to miss it easily. So it was just really kind of funny. Um, So that's kind of like a quick recap of the show. Anyway, so. That's awesome. I'm glad you had to go. Yeah, me too. Probably the only one I'll be able to get to this entire uh, 2020. So (laughs) might as well do it now. (laughs) I know. So, all right. So uh, go ahead and go over a little bit of the history background. Okay. Uh, So, UIW overall was 4 and 12 coming into the game, conference 1 and 4. So, kind of some season highlights for them. They. Big 40-point L to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, only other really notable, notable school that they played was Northern Colorado, which is not super huge. Um, I was going to say, I was like, I don't think I've heard of Northern Colorado before, but okay. But that was just the only other one that I was like, well, that sounds somewhat like something, you know, we've right. heard of before. Um, so their conference games, they beat New Orleans with their only win. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost to UCA, Nichols, Northwestern, and McNeese. Um, going into the game, we were 14-3, and 5-1 in conference. Um, so our matchup history, we played them nine, well, before Saturday, we had played them nine times. We were 8-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Only time we lost was in 2017. Our largest margin of victory against them was 84-46. Wow. Which was in... 16. The mm-hmm. smallest margin of victory was last season, 74 Right. Yeah, I remember that game vividly. So, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. So, again, they came in to this game 4-12, uh, 1-4 and 12, one and four in conference. So, now, obviously, they're 1-5 in conference. Um, yeah, so we won the game, if you haven't realized that yet. Uh, we did win the game 80-56, to 56, so pretty good margin there, but there were some uh, there were some times during the game where things were getting kind of close and little little uh, contentious there. But at the end, we kind of yeah, turned there on. Yeah, was a moment where it did not look like it was going to end up. Yeah, uh, that like that big of a margin. Of, yeah, exactly. It was like maybe going to be closer, a lot closer than that. So, um, really glad that we kind of turned on the heat there at the end of the game and really kind of uh, brought the energy. And of course, the crowd, you know, being there helped. But um, but yeah, definitely. Definitely a good win, 80-56. So, yeah, a couple of updates now with the Jacks. um, Bench-wise, injury list. Yeah, the injury list. Let's go over it. Uh, So, first, we're talking about Nate. I know a lot of people are wondering, you know, how Nate's doing or what the deal is with him because he was on the bench on Saturday. He is out with a pulled hamstring about three weeks or so total, so maybe about two weeks left now. Not quite sure, 100% on the timetable, but we're, again, hoping that he will make a quick recovery and be able to be back full strength by um, the end of the season, for sure. Um, which I don't see why not, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, hopefully it'll be sooner than, than we think. We'll yeah, yeah, I mean, Chris – the athletic trainer is pretty good about um, 
making miraculous comebacks, <laughs> like yeah. withdrawn from last season. Um, and then Charlie, he's still out with concussion protocol. Um, probably again, better safe than sorry with him. You know, make sure that everything's safe there and that he's not coming back too soon. Um, most likely, again, haven't heard anything about his timetable of return, but he's missed two games now. Um, so I'm assuming maybe, you know, this week, hopefully. So maybe Wednesday or Saturday, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I think generally it's like a week or maybe two tops. So uh, hopefully he'll be back uh, Wednesday night. Right. Agreed. And then um, tonight during the coach's show, they did ask coach about Johnny and if Johnny was okay. And he said that, yes, like John's okay. They got him checked out. Whether or not he's on like concussion protocol though, I'm not sure. They didn't really, if he said so, I didn't hear it or didn't, didn't hear that part of it. But all I heard was that he's okay. And then it's not like anything like serious damage or anything bad, bad. Um, if anything, it could be just a concussion protocol type thing too. So, um, but again, we'll see when Wednesday rolls around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, quick update on the standings. So uh, we are obviously in sole possession of first place at six and one in the Southland. Uh, next up underneath us is Abilene Christian at five and one, Sam Houston, six and two, Nichols, six and two. Um, our game on Wednesday is against um, Northwestern State and they are four and three. And then our game on Saturday is versus Lamar and they are three and five. But here's the thing. Do not sleep on either one of these teams because They've had our number in the past, especially Lamar. I cannot stand especially, them. Yep. I cannot stand them. And according to kind of coach from tonight, Lamar of last year is very similar to Lamar of this year in regards to like the kind of plays that they run and the defense that they run, et cetera. Um, they may be just a little bit not as big as us in terms of size is from what I can remember him saying tonight, I think, but still, can't sleep on Lamar. You cannot sleep on Northwestern because both these teams, regardless of what their current standing is, they can come out and smack you in the mouth. They did last year. Lamar did it to us last year. Yeah. I just cannot. So um, fingers are crossed. I, I may kind of bite the bullet and drive down to that game like last minute. Um, after hearing coach tonight. And so I'm just like, oh, you know, there is room on the bus, I'm sure. But I just don't know if I want, if I have the time or energy to go all day in Beaumont. Um, I mean, I may yeah. just depends um, on how tired I am at the end of this week with work and with school. So I'll see. It may just be like a last minute decision the night before, like, you know, screw it. Let's go. Or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, current standings at the bottom of the league UIW and uh, Houston Baptist are still tied for last place at one and five. So that is the Southland conference as a whole going on back to our game, Jacqueline, all you with the stats girl. Sean Kennedy's stat section. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, yeah. Goal percentage, uh, 56.6. Um, we're actually, I was pleased with a three point percentage 40. Uh, yeah, um, I, I am too. Not looking, now looking at it again. Not bad. Yeah. Um, free throws better than the last game. Oh, that, but 
You yeah. really only have one direction to go. Um, so I'm still really not pleased. It was 66%. UIW shot 85.7. Yeah, I mean, oh, first I'm half like, the free throws get, get were, up, yeah. Get up last team shot over 20% better than we did. Yeah, on free throws, yeah. yeah. I know, and right. I noticed that too, and I mean, again, the free throws were much better than at UCA, because that was just abysmal. Um, but, yeah, the first half, the free throw percentage was 53, second half was 77, so a lot better in the second half, but who? Yeah, we just we have to yeah. continue improving on those free throws. I hope, 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 hope they're working on that. You know, yeah. during practice, Me which too. I assume they are. Um, points in the paint, we have forty-two, super strong. Um, Very the exact same number of bench points. Yeah, um, go figure. Uh, Thirty points off the turnovers. Super pleased with that, um, and I will say I noticed that during the game because I just I felt like there were a lot of really good um, possessions where we pushed it and had either a, a points off turnover or a fast break, um, and so we had twenty five fast break points, um, only eleven second chance points. Again, kind of just lower than what I think it should be. We had twenty three missed shots. Yeah, that also um, comes with the amount of offensive yeah. boards that we had, which you're going to mention in a second. They're always too low. So Way too low. We had only nine offensive boards. We had 24 defensive boards. Ugh, um, that's piss poor. Yeah, so total of 33 rebounds. Then um, foul, shockingly enough, another game where they had more than us. I, we had 13,000, 22. I, I know. I cannot believe that they had 22,000. We only had 13. At one point in the second half, you know, we had like five fouls and they had close to nine or 10. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm just waiting for the, you know, the, the other shoot. To, the yeah. I was waiting for the whistle. The other shoot to drop. Like I was just waiting for, you know, the Southland dictatorship to just drop out of the sky and be like, Oh no, heaven forbid. SFA has less fouls than Incarnate Word. This will not do. Shame, shame. And just for us to start getting fouled, called fouls on just like ticky-tacky BS calls. But it didn't happen. Towards, it didn't really happen in the second half. So I was like very pleased, but also very shocked. Yeah. Just holding our breath. I um, was, yeah. Turnovers, I was not pleased. We had 18. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. It's UIW. Yeah. Last place. Like, we should not have that many turnovers. Um, Fields, we had 10. Because <laughs> they had 7. They had almost as many as we did. Yeah. Um, oh. I would like more, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, game leaders, though, obviously we had the Golden Pride player of the game with Cameron. He had 19 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. And... I would love to point out that he was five and six on his free throws. Yeah, he did really well. A lot of people so, would a lot of people would call it a breakout game, but yeah, I feel like his breakout game whole, has been this whole fucking season. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> the abysmal free throw percentage was not due to camp. Um, no, and I'll on. be glad okay. to tell everybody who the abysmal free throws were from, but I'll wait. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready. Uh, so, Kevon, right on his heels, he had 17 points, five rebounds, two assists. Um, 
it was, uh, I will get to the rest of it later, but it was O's best offensive game for sure. Um, he had 12.2 rebounds, one assist, one steal. Um, he scored <laughs> It really um, was yeah. his best offensive game for sure. But yeah. uh, Gabe almost old, but. got a double double. He has eleven point nine rebounds for this five field. Um, but he also has six turnovers himself. So that's yeah. unacceptable. Um, not good. The, yeah. Uh, the only one even close to him really was Samaja. He had four. That's unacceptable. Um, yeah. I mean, even tonight anyway. during the coaches show, Cam and Keller were talking about how, you know, they were watching <clears throat> watching the tape back and watching the film back and, you know, just going over all of the, like, all of the plays that were good, but also showing the plays that could have been better and could have been good. Um, and obviously yeah. the ones that were just horrible and then, of course, what to fix. And I'm just like, oh, God. Sure, film time was absolutely just excitement, like packed, action packed. I mean, I, I would, ugh. I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall during that, but I would also probably, it would probably be very cringy. I just, you know. <laughs> I would be there with my popcorn. Yeah, oh, for sure. Popcorn and tea, just casually sitting in the back of the room and you know, <laughs> minding my own business because none of this had to, none of this has to do with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not the one getting yelled at. Oh man. Okay. Go ahead and do feats of strength. What can, we can run through those. Okay. Um, so just kind of for the most part, real overview, I really thought that this game for the most part, not the, not the part in the second half where we almost blew it. <laughs> right. um, but for the most part, I thought we had a lot better, like, team synergy and just played better together than I've seen us do so yeah. far in the season. Um, <clears throat> so we just had a lot of different possessions where I felt like different people worked together and off of each other. Like, um, I, I noted a few of them, but, like, there was one, Samaja had a fast break to Cam for a dunk. hmm and then there was one where it was, it was like back and forth several times between Gavin and Rocky. Like Gavin got the steal and he passed it to Rocky and Rocky starts to take the fast break and then he gets it back to Gavin for an alley-oop. And I just felt like there were several different possessions like that where we kind of had two or three people just working off of each other really well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just always fun to get to that point of the season where you feel like they can work together and um, read each other a lot better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. On plays like that. So that was fun. Uh, Tyler got in during the first half. Um, we we're excited about that. He did have a little bit of trouble on D, but I, I honestly think that it was not a good matchup. I agree um, with that. Opinion. He should have been uh, guarding. Know, um, <sighs> you know, number three or number Number four. three. Yeah, I was like trying to remember the number. But, yeah, he was definitely not guarding the right guy. 100% agreed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they didn't ask me for the defensive matchup. Well, and that's not how I would have carried that. <laughs> well, agreed. And I understand, obviously, they were, you know, they had a short bench. So they were low on people because John got hurt. And so, you know, <laughs> that, that obviously wasn't part of their game plan to put Tyler in so early. But at that point, you know, shit. Yeah. Got to roll with it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Samaja also had a really great put back in and one. Um, yeah. 
so glad to see him make a free throw, one of one on his free throws. Um, and then Rossi and Davis were both just making really great uh, offensive moves towards the bucket. Obviously, Absolutely. Obviously, since he was our uh, point, but I yeah. just felt like we, it was kind of a, for me, one of the games where we finally kind of seemed to get our group. Yeah, everybody was clicking pretty good, I think. So. Agreed. Yeah, and I, I agree. Obviously, I ditto everything that you mentioned. Uh, a few things I wanted to point out, too. Um, Johnny hit a good three very early on, right before he got hurt. It was literally like right before he got hurt. Um, and so I'm kind of glad that he started off the game with a bang, even though he had to leave the game because of a bang. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Nate. Even though Nate wasn't in the game, he surely was in the fashion game because his yeah. outfit choice was on point. He was winning. Honey. Honey. He had he was on island time. And I'll post a picture of his outfit later because I was able to get I mean, he was sitting down, but I mean you guys just have to see this shirt. And I wish I would have gotten a picture of his shoes. Because his shoes, he these loafers were sparkly AF. And I was loving every minute of it. But anyway. They were awesome. Like, his whole outfit choice was, I mean, I guess if you had to sit on the bench, you know, you might as well go all out and look look fly, you know? so Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David had a huge block. He had two blocks on the night, but he had a huge block um, to make up for one of O's missteps. Again, O had a really strong offensive game, but he did have one um, or two hiccups on offense. He had a bad pass, which caused a turnover. Um, but David was able to run the guy down and literally block the ball from behind um, near the backboard um, or off the backboard, basically. And so, I mean, he he was full speed running after that player from UIW, and he was able to block. And I was you know what? There yeah, were only two blocks in that game from our team and they were both David. Okay. Okay. That's what I was going to say next was who else had a good block, but I was thinking it was literally just him. He had two. Only David. Only David. One of the shortest kids on the damn team was the only guy to get blocks that game. Shuck. Wow. Shock, shock, shock. I know. Uh, Yeah. We did mention, Oh, had some good offense. He had some really, really clutch threes that was able to, um, again, kind of get us out of the worrisome zone that we were kind of charging towards because we let them come back in the game a little bit. Um, so that did make up for a little bit of the bad defense, but not by much. But without that clutch game, the clutch performance from O on the offense, um, we wouldn't have won by as much as we did. Um, there was a beautiful backdoor uh, pass to Gavin that just, again, got the crowd going. Um, the cam and slam as well. Yeah. Um, which which uh, Jacqueline mentioned. Um, we had a pretty good crowd that night. The crowd was, uh, the crowd was, uh, attendance was uh, 4,147. Um, I'm sure give or take a few, but it was a pretty decent crowd for the uh, first game this year. Um, really, honestly, the first game this year that it was a pretty good crowd. So I was pleased by that. Um, what else? What else? What else? Additional food choices, though, also were at the uh, game on uh, Saturday. Uh, they had, like, pulled pork sandwiches and, like, a bunch of other fun stuff that they don't normally have. So that was a good. Okay, I, see, I missed that. I didn't see that they had any. Yeah, so when you first walked in the door, there was a concession, like, 
advertisement board, like right there by the door. Um, if you aren't looking or like looking in that, like if you were just walking like boom straight in, um, or honestly, they may have put it out after you got there because you got there early for the girls game. So, um, yeah, they had, they had put it out <clears throat> when we had walked in and they had a bunch of different like concession stuff on there that they don't normally have, which is good. Cause I know last time we talked, we were kind of saying oh, there needs to be more concession stuff. And so that yeah. was good. I know. So I go figure. I, I have somebody. Um, the halftime show was adorable. Loved it. The dogs were great. They did fantastic. Um, that's my favorite halftime show ever. Oh, 100%. 100%. Favorite one. Yeah. Uh, the 360 photo was pretty cool as well. I mean, got the whole crowd into it. And if you zoomed around and looked at some of the faces, there, there were some pretty good faces in there. Um, yeah, there were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, lastly, just a great thing to happen was Wade was there at the game that night. And um, even though he wasn't on the bench, he was still there. He was watching, you know, um, up in the stands kind of away. Um, but he came on the court at the end of the game and, you know, all the guys hugged him and the coaches hugged, they all hugged each other. And it was a really sweet moment. And so uh, <clears throat> just wanted to kind of let everybody know that Wade was there and he was uh, watching the game. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was glad he got to come back um, for that one because he'll, uh, start back up on his chemo again this week, so it'll be back to a schedule of kind of hit or miss, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. I depending know. on when, when, the, when the games are, when his treatments are, and how he's feeling and all that, so I was glad he was able to yeah. um, be there kind of under the radar. Yeah. Um, all right. That was nice. Yeah, and, exactly. All yeah, right. So we were going to take a break. Yeah, we're, we're going to take a break. We got to take a break. We'll be back in a few seconds with the airing of grievances. Stay tuned. All right, Jack fans, and we're back. Sorry, I had to kind of cut that kind of close there at the end just because uh, I had noticed out of nowhere that we were running low on time with like 10 seconds left of the recording. So I had to quickly wrap it up, but Jacqueline's going to continue talking a little bit later about um, the halftime shows and stuff that she, you know, wanted to give a shout out for that. But um, let's move on to our, uh, one of our favorite segments. You love it. You hate to love it. You love to hate it. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Gotta love it. Um, so I guess the first thing I can say is what happened to our lead in the second half. And Like, I, I got to go. Yeah. 
but I need to go sit back down so that we can get it together. And as soon as I came and sat back down on my feet, uh, we like figured out what the heck we were doing and got back on track. So And see, and that's what happens when you move seats and go sit somewhere else during the game because things were not in its place and where they were supposed to be. And so that just ruined it. Can I help you? Yeah, so I, I, had, to, I had to move and back and we got back on track. So I don't know. Um, but it just seemed like for a few minutes there, we just didn't really have our head on. I don't know. Because there, was, there was another time, literally, we came right out of the timeout that got called because we didn't have our shit together. And then we go right out there and let them immediately score. And yeah. I'm like, did y'all just listen to whatever was talked about? I, I can't really tell. Um, right. So, my, really my other two main, like, player grievances are that, like we mentioned earlier, O had probably the best offensive game he's had. Right. Um, which is not a good defensive game. Um, I mean, there are just a lot of possessions where he just, he wasn't, where he's supposed to be on D or didn't keep up with his man. And there was one possession where he just completely dropped the ball and let his man get around him. And... Because Gavin had to step up and play help defense, they got like this super nasty dunk with no one in the lane. Yes, um, just made <clears throat> us look really stupid. Um, kind of like caught us with our pants down there. Yeah, I complain about this all the time too. But the like wasted dribble right by the bucket, and there was one position where Gavin and Samaja like right under the bucket, and I can't remember which one of them had it initially, but like complete wasted dribble for, like, one little power dribble that got them nowhere. And then they're like, oh, shit, now I don't know what to do with the ball. I'm stuck, and I already used my dribble. So then they, like, basically hand it to the other one who's right there, and we freaking miss the shot. And I'm just like, too late, your dribble. Um, right there. Don't need to be dribbling down there. Um, and my last one was a complete, like, fashion call, but I honestly had it. And I don't think I don't think you had noticed it yet at this point either because their coach hadn't walked down far enough for us far enough for us to see it sitting right by the court. But, do you know? Um, do you, I, you know? Whenever who? I went and sat on the other side um, with our friends, Prince son was the one who was like, "Is the coach wearing boots or sneakers? Or like, what is he wearing?" He used to take some fashion tips from our coaches. Like, it looks terrible. And then when I came back and sat down, I think he, like, wandered over far enough for us to see that I understand from the way that you look great. Like, blazer with the little elbow patches and just looks nice. And then he had his khakis tucked into these black combat boots. Like, I don't know if he's planning to hike, which hike back to San Antonio. I don't know. <clears throat> can I tell you? Okay, yeah. Can I tell you with the whole with the whole coach with the boots thing? I had not noticed one iota, one iota. And Megan, Mitch's wife, Coach Fanya, she's the one that pointed it out to me because you had gone and left, and then we were just sitting there, kind of chit chatting, and the girls were just sitting there eating their snacks, and then all of a sudden she turns to me, and she goes, "Is the head coach wearing boot, boot combat boots?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> And so I couldn't see him. So until like, obviously he, you know, moved into my eyesight. I didn't know I couldn't see. And so as soon as he did, I was like, you've got, he is wearing combat boots and they are tucked in with his dang cat. Oh my God. It was the most ugliest 
thing I've ever seen. It was just a bad, bad, bad fashion choice. I mean, like, hope I wish Nate could be there to give him some fashion advice because that was just a big no-no. But it wasn't even like like regular combat boots. They were like a sneaker combat boot, like combo. It was just some weird. Like, it was high, weird. Like they look like army hiking boots. Yes, yes. It was just weird. I mean, your entire rest of your outfit is extremely like like smart casual smart business casual and then you go and you throw on combat boots like what is that oh my god yeah, he was a doctor he's he was dr cunningham like he's he's a smart um, man but not smart with fashion yeah, obviously and the fashion choices and you know what i'm like just for a second i'm not crazy about khakis either really for like a game i don't know i feel like you should be suited up and khakis are not a suit like yeah, I don't know. I'm just not on board because, like, during the girls' game, their coach and their and their whole staff had on khakis and just red polos. I'm not down with that. Like, that looks like you're coaching junior high ball, in my opinion. Well, you're not wrong there. No, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. You're you're coaching college basketball. You need to be suited up. No, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. So, uh, rounding out the airing of grievances, uh, we've already talked about Nate pulling his hammy out for a few weeks. Hopefully again, he's back really soon. Um, Jesus, Maria, my parents are burning down the house. Okay. Um, Gavin, Gavin's the one I have a problem with, with the free throws. I mean, he's not the only one, but he was one of the main ones. He, he was one of the main ones. Gavin, our friend Gavin was, where is he at? He was one of five. five. Yeah. One of five. Um, everyone else had four of six or two of two, one of two, five of six. Like everybody else was fine with the free throws except for Gavin. And so, yeah, <sighs> Gavin, uh, we were talking about this the other day. Um, you're, you're the big man. You're the big guy. You're the post guy. You know, like you're going to be under the basket all the time. You have to know that when you have the ball and when you're going up for, you know, a quick, easy, um, you know, layup or, you know, whatever it is that you're going to shoot, you know, whatever it is, go up with the ball into the net. There's a huge chance that you're going to get fouled. So you have to be ready to shoot the free throws and to shoot them well. And I don't know what happened because in the beginning of the season, his free throw percentage was pretty good. Wasn't it in the seventies? If I can recall correctly, I don't remember exactly. I, don't I, I think it was definitely up there. We'd have to look back in our notes and see, but it was definitely up there. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty decent. Like he wasn't the highest on the team, but he was, he was up there. Um, as of right now, his free throw percentage is now down to 60%. So it's gone down at least 10, 10%. Yeah. Within a few months or within a month. Cause we did that. Something mental. It has to be, it has to be because we did that statistic check, like right at the new year. So, and he was like, definitely, if I can recall, definitely in the seventies. Now he's at 60%. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I I don't, I don't get it. But Tyler still is at a hundred percent. I mean, shout out to him. (laughs) (laughs) With his, Two attempts and two makes. <laughs> I mean, 100%. I know. I know. Not a shabby. The number is. I know. All right. Uh, a few other things. Uh, 
short bench was a pretty big obstacle. I think that was the first time this season that they've had to deal with a short bench tonight um, or on, on Saturday night, you know, having a lot of people out, having Charlie out, having John out, having Nate out, having, um, you know, again, the typical list of players on the bench as, as injured and or um, redshirted. So <sighs> having to deal with the short bench has challenges, but uh, they did overcome it a little bit. They were struggling there into the second half, but like I said, they turned on the gas towards the end there. Um, and I'm just going to ditto everything you said about the bad fashion choices and about what O and his, uh, his piss poor defensive game. So that's about it on airing grievances. <laughs> Moving on to memes. So we got a bunch of captions from a lot of people. Uh, the picture, if I can recall correctly, is uh, is it Samaj? Calvin. Calvin. Calvin is like seeing that you're taking the picture. Yes, I was. I was and caught. Then- I was caught by Calvin. I really don't know if I was caught, but he made. It looks like he's making eye contact with the camera. So. It feels, I feels like I've been caught somehow, but, uh, yeah. and then Samaj, so, yeah, Samaj yeah, is doing the three. He's kind of, yeah, he's kind of hiding behind. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the first captions from Jerry pool and he says, I can't look. I'm assuming that's more towards either Calvin or Nate. Not sure. Could be both. They're both kind of looking away. So, um, then we have Dennis, He's saying, smooth, smooth, just take it nice and easy. <laughs> Which maybe would help on the free throws. I don't know. I might. And a lot of people made uh, this picture captions all about the free throws. So um, <laughs> it's just cracking me up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have six. So I'll do the first three. You can do the last three. And then we had Jennifer. She said, it's a bird. It's a plane. Dot, dot, dot. It's yeah. Calvin and Samaja and... Uh, Nate, that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, <laughs> I really don't. Um, so we have Ron who says, just a disclaimer before I read it, he said, okay, this caption is born of frustration and not humor, I admit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about the free throws. Yeah. Um, so he has Cal saying, oh no, we're at the free throw line. I can't look. Tell me when it's over. <laughs> and Samaja saying, that's three. Three out of 20 free throws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so nice. And it's so funny. Oh, um, my God. That's pretty good. We have, we have two captions from K-Dub. We have uh, her captioning for Calvin saying, that's enough photos, Alex. I mean, um, I've told you, I it really looks like I've been caught red-handed by... Um, <laughs> by Calvin, so <laughs> you never know. Right. So who knows? You know, yeah, sometimes you're yeah. like looking at something, but you're not looking at it, so maybe he didn't even see. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny still. Then we have Kato's other caption is for Samaja saying uh, three. We need three Pinot Grigios from the beer garden, and maybe a nice rose if they have it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. When I read that, I was crying because that's so like, yeah. that sounds like something that like you or I would do. When we, three. We need three. Yeah. Three roses. Three. Three. One for me. Gonna, one for her. And then we're going to split the third, you know. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. hundred percent. You know? Oh, so funny. I love it. Oh gosh. All right. So coming up some announcements, there's a bunch of road games coming up. Oh boy. Um, so first we have the Wednesday night game at Northwestern. So they go to Natchitoches. It's a six 30 game. So I'll be smack dab in my teaching time period on Wednesday. So I'm hopefully going to be able to watch it somehow. I don't know. Uh, again, yeah, I can't remember how their uh, situation is. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully it's a situation where I could rewatch it again. If not, I'll just be going off of what Jacqueline is saying because I won't be able to watch it. Um, and then of course we have coming up our next double header, but it's at Lamar in Beaumont. Like we had mentioned earlier, um, Doubleheader, ladies at two, guys at 4.30. Um, but there is a easy, easy, easy way to go. Right, Jacqueline? Yes. The alumni fans uh, do not miss out. Like, so totally do this. It's so worth it. It really um, is, 100%, the easiest way to travel to away games when they have them. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no easier way to travel if you want to go to an it's away game. A- just to clarify, because we talked about it today, and I think a like common misconception of the alumni fan bus is that you have to be an SFA alumni or you have to be um, a member of the alumni association to go on it, and you don't. All you have to do is pay the money and want to go see SFA play. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because there's doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Any size SFA. You no. You want to have Absolutely. So every people that are listening, if you live in NAC, in or around around NAC and you really want to go to the game, you're like, oh, but I you know, all the SFA alumni bus, it's just for alumni, right? And just what Jacqueline said, it's it's not, it's for anybody. There are plenty of people that when we are on the bus that we rec- don't recognize because they're just everyday people. They have no yeah. connection, they don't work for SFA. Um, they don't, aren't alumni members, nothing. They're just fans. And that's totally fine. We take everybody, anybody who wants to come, Yeah, anybody. And there are a bunch of people who work for SFA that go on the bus as well. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent. So it's put on by the alumni association, but you don't have to be any. We sponsor it. Right. Yes. We, we sponsor it and provide, um, the transportation and, um, RNK provides the liquor and the beer and the adult beverages. And then um, I'm assuming, I think on the way back from the Sam game is when they're going to be providing pizza. I'm not I sure if it's both. Do it both. Oh, it's both. Okay. I'm, I wasn't sure if they were going to do it on imagine. both. Yeah. Um, but that again, does not mean you can't bring your own like snacky snacks or your own like, you know, packed lunchies. Yeah. You know, maybe some chicken nuggets and chocolate milk. um but yeah so if you're wanting to go to the game on saturday and you really just don't feel like driving to beaumont which i don't blame you beaumont's not the prettiest place in the world but i digress you can always just hop on the alumni bus and it is such an easy easy way to sign up all you have to do is go to the alumni website and click on the register tab and button and there you go you're done and if you need help with that you can always call and talk to um amy she will gladly help sign you up for you. I mean, simple, easy, simple, simple, simple. And it's only $50 per person. And that's, again, you're getting two games. So girls and guys, and you're getting 
food, snacks, and you're getting transportation. Like, and beer. Beer, 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 beer. Yeah. As much beer as you want to freaking consume. So, again, this weekend at Lamar, next weekend at Sam Houston. So, uh, next Wednesday, they're going to, there. Uh, we will be back at home on January the 29th um, against Abilene Christian. That is a huge, huge, huge game because Abilene Christian is hot yeah. on our tail in the standings. And so we need everyone at that game, like as many people as possible to be at that game because uh, it is also a doubleheader. So the ladies play at five and the guys play at 730. So again, please, 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 please. Make sure that you're at this game because it is extremely critical. We have to win this game. Okay. So anything else from my partner in crime uh, in Tyler? Yeah. So well, what, uh, what I was just going to elaborate on a little bit more on the halftime show. Um, it, it was so cute. And that's my favorite one. Um, the dog. Um, but just as an overall kind of note, I feel like um, that, you know, Ryan Ivy and his staff have been doing so well, and we try to brag on them whenever um, it's really noticeable stuff for the fans to see that's, that's new and happening differently. But, um, you know, I think in the past few years before Ryan Ivy and his team came to SFA, we kind of had, like, kind of a spotty attempt at having that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but not, like, a usual thing. But I feel like they're really ramping it up on trying to have a halftime performance every game. Like, in addition to, you know, um, Jay's claws and all of their amazingness. But right, extra stuff to add in to the, you know, the, time, the downtime um, of halftime. And those are really cool things that kind of make it more like an NBA atmosphere type game. Um, like Absolutely. you're getting a little extra bang for your buck on some other entertainment. And especially the one this week, like, I just feel like that's the kind of stuff that even if you have young kids who aren't maybe super into sitting for a full basketball game, like, would be just super enthralled and, like, into watching, um, doggies you know, run and jump. Yeah. Cute little dogs trained to run around and jump around and catch for season, all that stuff. So, um, I just think it's even a really good, like, added incentive for, community members and people with young kids that come out and have a little fun. You know, there were day games. It's not like you have your kids out late. Um, your afternoon games, bring your kids out, even if it's just for part of the game and what like, little halftime show or whatnot. So, I Absolutely. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I think that there's been a real great um, push recently and in initiative and to increase the engagement with the attendees at the games. I mean, they've added just little things here and there, just, you know, um, some bigger changes and then some smaller changes that not a lot of people have, you know, really took the time to appreciate or notice hundred percent or even utilize yet. I mean, one of the bigger changes is having, you know, the alcohol section there, um, which I think is a huge addition and it does draw a yeah. lot of people um, to the games because, you know, even if you're not like a big drinker, but you know, Sometimes at a game, it's a college game or a pro game, you just want to have a beer you or you just want to have a glass of wine or something. And so in the past, we couldn't do that. Now you can. Um, and then, of course, you know, adding of the little 
look photo area where they can take a picture of that long axum thing where you can stand in the, in, yeah. the, in the X and make the X of axum. I think even just like small stuff like that is just great engagement with attendees. And it really kind of invites them to come back again because they've had such a nice, like immersive experience. And I think that's really what, you know, they're trying to do there. And I applaud them. You know, a lot of people probably don't like change or don't like, you know, anything. Right. Yeah. They don't like change. They don't like things moving forward. They kind of want to keep it like, it's like almost like why, you know, it's not broke. Don't fix it kind of mentality. But, um, we, yeah, it may not be broke, but we also don't want to be stagnant and stay the same, you know, kind of mid-major we've always been where we're kind of in it, but kind of not in it. We want to be the top mid-major in the country and we can't do that just staying stagnant and still where we're at. We have to shake things up a bit and change things. And in order to do that, we got to, you know, keep moving forward. So I'm all for it. Keep it up, gang. <laughs> Me too. And if they have those dogs every game, like I would just be so thrilled. But I know they want to like, like right. a little bit and switch it up. But yeah, yeah. Those dogs are the so dogs are cute, and I love the the whole concept of the of the dog show. I think it is really sweet. So, anyway, all right. So we're running low on time again because we are just so again we just are so into SFA basketball. We could talk about it all night. Um, so time goes really quickly. We have it all. You come here for basketball and you just get so much more. So you're welcome. But anyway, so again, reminder, um, don't forget though, that the girls are at home on Wednesday. So if you are in town and uh, you can't make it to Northwestern to watch the guys, you can always watch the girls at home on Wednesday. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure of the time of the game. Most likely at six 30 or six or something like that. Is yep. it six 30? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the girls are at home. So make sure you go out and cheer on coach Kellogg and the girls um, cause they need support as well. So don't forget about that. So don't forget also to make sure that you are following on us on all, all the platforms, all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we'll keep you guys updated with all the recent lumberjack basketball news and information and just other things too. Cause you know, can't talk about basketball all the time. You got to add in some other things too, like all the amazing MLK day acts of service that all the athletes did today, um, which was fantastic. And the students as well. Um, and of course it's almost baseball season. Let's go coach, coach Cardenas. We're ready. We are ready. Yeah, we are ready. Don't, don't sleep on us. Cause if you're a baseball fan, get ready. Cause we're going to go and uh, do a couple baseball podcasts for sure. Um, cause coach, coach Carnanis wants us to come out and do some live ones. And I just, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't, yeah, I don't know if we should be allowed to do live, but it'd be interesting. Oh, it's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's going to be wild. So we'll see how that goes. We'll keep everybody updated with that. So, oh Lord. Anyway. So, uh, hopefully everybody has a great day. Hopefully you have a great week and, uh, we will again be recording the podcast from Wednesday's away game. Um, sometime this week slash weekend. So make sure you stay up to date and watch out for that. Uh, have a good night. And as always, Axum Jacks. What Axum Jacks?